So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome back to the podcast today. A different episode because I'm recording out of the car because I'm driving to the office to work right now. And that's the first for the for the podcast now, almost 350 episodes in or more actually. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I just want to share my thoughts on if you have a busy life, if you have a demanding job that has you commute to your office, has you work 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week, and you want to still crush your fitness goals, right? Lose the fat, even supercharge your energy so you can perform better at work, then this episode is for you because for me, I was getting inspired going to the office and living that life because usually um, with my company, everything is remote, so I can work in home office, I can work from wherever, and it's, it works and functions really well. At the same time, I do know that a lot of people are commuting to the office and are just struggling to make it work, make it fit. How do I, how do I make it work? How do I get my nutrition in? How do I get my workouts in without yeah, wasting too much time and still having work as my number one focus or having family as one of my big focuses? And what I was thinking about first when I thought about it and what I realized in this week and also the past weeks, really I had a moment where after European summer, after having a bit more fun there, being with friends and enjoying myself and coming back from that, realizing that yes, it was fun, but also realizing that all of this fun, all of this enjoyment really doesn't fulfill me, right? So even though being with friends and, and singing together and partying together and all these things are fun really the fulfillment for me comes from work so i had a moment after after summer where i just sat down and i was like what what is my purpose here what what do i want to achieve with this business what do i want to help people with and how have i been showing up in the process how have i been waking up every morning have i been waking up with passion with wanting to do this? Have I been waking up with wanting to serve my clients? How have I been serving my position here as a CEO in a company and also in general on social media, on my podcast? And what I came to the conclusion of, I realized that I have been playing small and I have been living beneath my standards for for a bit. And while I say that, on the one side, obviously I acknowledge that I am very grateful for what I have. I have achieved certain things in my fitness, in my, in my business, in my life, my relationships. I do acknowledge that I don't, like, I'm very grateful for that, right? At the same time, I remember the time where I started the company, where I started coaching people on the health, like five years ago now, this is my fifth year I'm in with the business. I just had a recap actually because I'm onboarding a new a new operations manager, which is going to be a big position for the company, um, making six figures a year uh, in that position. I'm onboarding the person at the moment. I was basically telling 
sharing the history of the company. And it's, it's my fifth year. And every year over the last five years, we've grown quite a bit and we've crossed certain, certain markers in the business, right? Like the seven figure mark, seven figures a year. We've done this a couple of years in a row now and still growing. And I looked back at this journey and I realized, wow, in my first years, my schedule, my work schedule, my commitment to everything, to building everything was so much higher. I had such higher standards where I was waking up. And that's the first point here for you guys as well. Where I was waking up every morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. without fail, going to bed at 10 p.m. without fail and showing up, showing up for the content, showing up for the company. And over the past years, really, because I thought, oh, like I have a team now and I have things are going well, for some reason, my mind and my body has been getting comfortable and not putting in as much of a commitment. So yes, still working eight hour days, nine hour days, right? But not working the 12 hour, 13 hour days that I used to put in, in the past that obviously repropelled everything forward. So. The first one I decided for me what to do is I'm doing double shifts again. That's what I call it. So waking up at 6 to 7 a.m., doing deep work, doing project work, work that matters, work that brings the company and everything forward from, again, 6 to 7 a.m., wake up to 1 to 2 p.m. So that's almost the whole work day, right? 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., that's eight hours of focused deep work. And again, with my company, I'm fortunate I can put the meetings to middle of the day, which is the hack here. If you have your own company, if you can put your own meetings, try to not put your meetings early in the morning because that's where you are most productive. That's where you have uh, most creativity and you can produce, um, you can just work on the hardest stuff and, and get it forward, make it get it forward. And then I have meetings, right? Like 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., 6 p.m., I have meetings. And then after 6 p.m., um, I'll wind down and do some admin stuff maybe. So my day goes from like seven, 6, 7 a.m. to more like 7 p.m. And then after, usually I hit my workout now. So that's my current schedule. And again, you don't have to go this crazy, obviously, and maybe you don't even have a business, so you don't need to necessarily work 14-hour days, 13-hour days. But just as a the first point here, if you are someone that has a demanding job, that has a demanding career, that wants to up-level in their life, just assess your standards. Assess on how you're showing up and the expectations you have of yourself. And again, I'm not trying to, I'm not perfect either. Like I said, I just realized this a couple of weeks ago. But since then, I've been putting in the work every single morning, been going to bed at 10 p.m., waking up early. And trust me, the things I have been able to move forward are just life-changing, game-changing, and business-changing, right? Just by having those hours in the morning of fully focused deep work and then still showing up with energy for my team, which I can share maybe on different podcasts. How do I have energy throughout the day running this company and running this team? How do I still have energy and don't burn out in the process, which obviously is... Um, something you want to and you need to take care of um, so you can properly perform, right? So that was the first thing. I looked at my standards and I asked myself, okay, what am I, 
how am I showing up? And you right now might need to also ask yourself, hey, are you saying you don't have time? Are you saying you're busy because you have excuses or because it's really the case? And obviously everyone has different schedules, but if we look closely, you'll probably realize that you're just not setting the right priorities. So assessing that and looking at things you're actually doing, and I'm not just saying, like a lot of people say, hey, yeah, like if you can scroll on Instagram for 20 minutes, you can also do a workout. I agree. I for sure agree with that. But what I want you to look at is something a bit bigger and something that will have a bigger impact. What are the big blocks in the week where you truly wasting your time on things that maybe someone else could be doing. So if you can afford it, getting someone to clean your house, getting getting support in the house, but not just to clean it, getting someone to get you groceries or using Instacart, right? Or one of my mentors that I really look up to, he's crushing it and how he does it even, obviously he's on a whole different level, but maybe interesting for you, like he has a house manager that takes care of everything, that manages the whole house, makes sure the fridge is always full, makes sure the car is clean, makes sure that the kids are taken care of, um, that he has <laughs> chewing gums in all his cars and, and whatever. Um, that's just, obviously that's a bigger commitment and a big investment, but I always like to think, my thinking model about these things is, hey, that's the North Star, and then how can we get close to that? Can you get someone to, to prep your food? Can you get someone to, again, get the groceries? Can you get someone to, to wash your car? And during that time, which probably, very likely, you could be at least saving two hours a week by someone taking care of your errands. Do you think you can use this two hours to get two workouts in? Right? So that's just something to think about. And sometimes we get really like lost, quote unquote, quote unquote, <laughs> we get really lost in the, in the day to day of the, of the hustle, you know, of work, of family life. And then we say, Hey, we don't have time. I don't have time. And yes, I want to spend some time on Netflix. And I want to cut Netflix to work out. I want to chill as well. And that's, I understand that. But then if you zoom out more, what if you found bigger blocks like errands, right? That you can source out. What if you found time in your work? Like, why are you on this meeting? Is this meeting valuable? Is it helpful? Or can you schedule it later? If you have a 9 a.m. meeting with your, with the people reporting you and you can decide what time it is, why don't you put it at 2 p.m. so you can put some more deep work in the morning or get your workout in? That's just also some, some food for thought. But the biggest thing that helped me was making a commitment and setting myself higher standards on why I want to do this and why it's so important. And for me, I don't have, um, like for me, I don't have crazy, like a crazy team taking care of my personal stuff and I still get it done and I still make it work. And funnily enough, it actually will give you energy back. So if you do the right workouts, that are not completely draining you because that's the next thing. That's the next tip, tip number three here. You gotta do workouts and exercise that don't drain you, okay? I think nowadays, you see this online all the time. Hey, you if you have a busy life, like just work out, it's gonna give you energy back. Now it will, 
but it won't if it's a very draining exercise regimen, which is usually a regimen that has you train super high intensity stuff. So I'm really talking high intensity workouts where you go all out um, or also very heavy lifting, like super heavy lifting with low reps. Um, just to give two examples, there's obviously more examples here, but if you want to maximize your results, you want to be working at a rate of perceived exertion, it's called RPE, of more like seven to eight versus nine to 10. Nine to 10 is like the max, 10 is like the highest intensity you can go, and seven to eight is lower intensity, which but while still being high intensity, because you wanna be above RPE six, if not, you won't have any mass adaptation. So if you work in that range, maybe do some strategic cardio here and there, aerobic conditioning, for example, then what happens is exercise will actually give you energy back, okay? It will actually make you feel better, more energetic, because you have better blood flow, your body just takes up more oxygen, and you will have more mental focus because your body is exerted and you, you have eaten right and you have drinking, drunk enough water. So it's a common fallacy that every workout will give you energy back. That's not true. That's why I hate any high-intensity classes or high-intensity workouts because most of the time they're going to drain you. Bootcamp classes, cycling classes. The goal of these classes and programs and gyms and chains is to get you as sweaty and exhausted as, po as possible, right? Because if you go work out and you leave the facility and you are actually like, hey, I don't really, I didn't really sweat, I didn't really, don't really feel exhausted, you're probably not gonna be like, hey, this is gonna be effective. So our, our brain and our body works in a really interesting way. You can like, we, this is by, by the way used in many different ways in our daily lives. For example, the door, like when we close the door of our car, the sound that it makes, it doesn't need to make that sound. Like our technology is, is far enough where it can just close completely quietly. But we as humans, we need to hear the sound of the door actually really like slamming in to feel like, okay, the car, like it's closed, you know? Like the car door is closed, no one can get in, it's all fine, you know? Same for the, um, for the toothbrush, for example, or the toothpaste, I mean. There is no reason for there to be foam, right? You could brush your teeth without there being any foam, but if there's foam, we feel like it's cleaner, okay? It has more effect. Same for soap, right? Same for shampoo. There ha doesn't have to be so much foam. They put ingredients in there so it foams more and you feel like, wow, I'm cleaner, this is effective, this is a great soap, this is a great toothpaste, right? So going back to what I said before, workouts, you wanna be sweaty and, and exhausted because then if you don't, you're like, hey, this this doesn't really work. Like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go back to that class. I didn't even sweat. <laughs> but now here comes the kicker. That doesn't mean that it's a good workout. It might it might actually quite in fact be a bad workout for you. And most of the time, unfortunately, it is because high intensity workouts. What do they do? They're just it's just cardio. And you, if you want to get toned, have a lean body, 
then you need muscle mass. And usually high intensity workouts are so intense that they're gonna eat into your muscle. They're gonna eat into your muscle. And I saw this firsthand. Again, I'm not talking talking down on you here. I'm still going through the same same issues myself. Last year, I was really committed to Muay Thai, to, to boxing, right? And I loved it. I loved training and getting better at martial arts. And I trained three times a week for, for like three to four months uh, with a personal trainer as well. And I was still strength training. I was strength training twice a week for body and three times a week Muay Thai, which was a crazy schedule, by the way. Like, I was really pushing it there. It was really fun, though. Now, what happened, I lost muscle mass. Even though I was training twice a week, strength training, and eating enough protein, I still lost muscle mass in the process because the high intensity of the Muay Thai session was just so high and I, I burned so much. And I was sweating a lot, right? So it felt really good. But I burned into my muscle. And now I'm spending time regaining that muscle because muscle, as we know, is one of the most valuable things you can have on your body and it takes quite a while to build. So don't take muscle for granted and you have, if you have it, it's going to be easier to keep it. But if you do a bunch of high-intensity sessions, firstly, you're going to burn out your brain, right? So if you're a high performer, another thing, like... You're just going to be exhausted. You won't be able to properly focus on work if you just did your morning high-intensity session. Like, there's no way, right? But then also it's going to burn out your muscle and you're going to look end up and looking skinnier, less toned, weaker. And we also want to, want to avoid that, right? And this applies to if you are a man that wants to be, wants to have more muscle, that wants to feel toned and lean and be strong, um, for work to have more confidence in your in your uh, in your work life or in your uh, social life right but also if you are a woman who maybe maybe you have kids right maybe you have family and you want to be strong to be able to hold up your kids to play with your kids to be there for the family if you want to handle the family life having more muscle mass again without getting too big a lot of women are afraid of that obviously that's not the goal but having more muscle mass and also doing Again, aerobic conditioning cardio, which will increase your capacity, right? Your capacity to keep up with your kids, to to handle and juggle everything, right? To having to cook for your for your family, having to take care of everything. Like, that's not easy, right? And also that with high intensity workouts, you're gonna be burned out. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be gassed out and not be able to be there for your kids as as focused. So. That's just what I wanted to touch on today. Those are the three main points and why I'm driving into Zurich here, which is a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, so beautiful, very motivating too. The buildings are just very high, very high class. And people here also, um, yeah, I like, I like Swiss people. Swiss people have an interesting combo of they work hard, they are successful like they make a lot of money here with their work a lot of them are really loyal and committed to to working but they still they they also value a bit of the luxury lifestyle as well but not too much like they might have a boat right they might um go to fancy dinners they might have 
fancy car. Zurich has the most Porsche um, in the world. Almost everyone here <laughs> drives a Porsche. It's actually crazy. And but they still have this connection to nature and to real life. So they they like to go hiking, right? Because they have the mountains right around the corner. They have a lot of nature. So um, if you have haven't been, highly suggest it. I live near Zurich and I drive in here um, a couple of times, and it's it's always always nice. And yeah, this was the episode on the car. And going to the office now, I have been able to meal prep, okay, which is another point, maybe last point here. I I thought going through this week, oh damn, like now I got a meal prep because I want to stay on track. But guess what I did? I just whipped up some lentil pasta in the morning with some tomato sauce and veggies. And it takes me literally five minutes to cook, put on the veggies, and I'm good to go. And that for two days, right? So... I don't know what the problem is with meal prep. It's also just a question of commitment. If you don't have five minutes, then don't even try. Don't even try to get in shape if you don't have five minutes a day for meal prep. But that's for another episode where I want to share how to meal prep and get in shape spending less time. That's what this podcast is all about. So let me know if you enjoyed this. If you did, please make sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed this, then also leave a rating and review. It takes you five seconds. You can also just put uh, five stars. You don't have to write something if you don't want to. But um, yeah, thanks for your attention. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm going to do more spontaneous on-the-go episodes for sure. Some, some rants and then we'll talk soon. Peace. Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.